Hey everybody, uh, it's your host Graham, uh, the host of Brass Tax History, uh, where we really get down to brass tacks and uh, tell you only what you need to know to, to kind of pass and maybe even ace your exams. Um, so today, well, I guess I'll start out by introducing our, uh, our special guest and then I'll go a little bit into the topic and, and maybe give you guys a brief update as well on kind of the state of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so I'll start out by, um, I'm actually joined here today with, um, he's kind of a history buff. Uh, he, he, he brings a lot of knowledge to the table, uh, to the podcast. Um, very smart individual, um, with a whole, uh, a big background in, uh, historical, uh, coverage. So, um, that man goes by the name of Sam and Sam, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me, Graham. Um, I'm very excited to get into today's topic, which uh, is very excited, and I'm, uh, I'm buckled up and ready to go. That's great, Sam. Uh, we can really feel the enthusiasm through the sound waves, because, uh, again, we, we keep people keep commenting on that in the comments section, uh, so that's why I'm saying that. I don't necessarily love it, but, you know, we this is for you guys. This isn't for us. So without further ado, well, I was going to go into the topic, but I do think that I owe you guys a, a brief update. Um, basically, last episode, I mentioned that um, we kind of were looking into our demographic data. And for some reason, our, our um, average age was 11, um, which is frankly a little alarming to us. So we thought, because uh, this is really kind of meant for high schoolers, maybe early college age, uh, kind of just looking to pass the exam. An eleven-year-old really wouldn't be covering this sort of content in their in their classes, so uh, that's kind of why we went into some more complicated economic terms like uh, the bubble. In the last episode, we were kind of trying to raise the age range, kind of push away the kind of younger, less intelligent, um, less developed individuals. So with that in mind, we are gonna have a focus on more, uh, I guess, topics that require kind of a higher IQ. Uh, which stands for intellectual quotient um, for all you younger people listening. Um, but hopefully you guys won't be listening anymore. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know that if it seems like the content is changing a little, that's that's kind of the reason for that. But anyway, sorry, now that that whole thing is out of the way, I will finally get to the history. And today is actually a pretty special topic uh, that we're going to cover. It's it's the Compromise of 1850, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware, but I'll give you guys a little brief overview, um, which I've kind of gleaned from reading a lot of textbooks and kind of summarizing. Um, and so basically, the Compromise of 1850 was a package of five separate bills passed by the United States Congress in September of 1850 that diffused a political confrontation between slave and free states on the status of territories acquired in the Mexican-American War. It also set Texas's western and northern borders and uh, Whig Senator Henry Clay as well as the support of President Millard Fillmore. Uh, so Sam, I, I'm sorry, I haven't given you a lot of time to speak yet, but right now I would love if you could give us some uh, need-to-know facts about the Compromise of 1850. Right, so the Compromise of 1850 is by far one of my favorite pieces of U.S. history, specifically. Um, I'm pretty into these two key takeaways of what you need to know for your tests. Uh, so the first one I'd say is is that Mexico, they argued that the more northern Nusis River was the proper Texan border 
And this was a huge debate back during the Mexican-American War before the Compromise, but it came back to haunt them during the Compromise. And, um, you know, this is a relevant topic because arguing about borders um, and what the proper border is is huge because, you know, I could take my fence my fence at, at my house and, you know, move it a foot into my neighbor's yard and, you know, no one can really notice. So, I mean, the Mexican-American uh, border near Texas above the Nueces River, that was a huge debate during the, uh, the compromise. That's a great point uh, with the house, especially the fence, that kind of brings it into perspective. I would also mention uh, the Middle East. Yeah, also. So you can give your next one now? Uh, definitely. So the next one, the president of, at the time, uh, Fillmore, that is, he was actually a pet lover, an animal lover, that is. And he actually had two ponies named Mason and Dixon. Uh, that's, that's funny. Or good. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, President Fillmore is known as one of our uh, forgotten presidents, which is surprising to me because he's by far one of my favorites. Uh, he's a very low-key type of president, but he's got my heart. Yeah, that's... No, I, I actually tend to agree with you there, Sam. Uh, they do call him a forgotten president sometimes, but I, I often wonder why don't we call him a remembered president? Because I, when I think of the presidents, he's, he's usually at the top of my list... Uh, maybe first or second president that comes to mind. Of course, you're going to think of, you know, uh, George Washington, uh, like maybe... Uh, Lincoln was a good one. Well, yeah, I was going to say maybe um, uh, Barack Obama. And then for me, Millard Fillmore is probably next. I don't so much think of Lincoln that much, but uh, Millard Fillmore I do, I do like, and I'm glad that we're getting to share his name with you guys so that you guys can realize kind of how important and, and special he, he really was to the, to the country. I, uh, I love reading about him in the textbooks. That's all I, that's, that's, uh, all I could say more about him. Sure. Um, so now that we've covered your need-to-know facts, I do think it would make sense to get into our key takeaways that you guys need to make sure you have down pat before your exam. So, uh, Sam, do you want to get started with this, or should I? Uh, I think you could if you, if you, uh, if you want. Sure, I, I'm happy to. Um, I am the host, after all. It only makes sense to go first. Uh, so, again, this, this episode has been about the Compromise of 1850, um, unrelated to the gold rush, even though, and this is for my key takeaway, um, it, that's, what I'm, that's the topic I'm covering right now, key takeaways, um, just to be clear. Um, and so it was, it was in 1850 that this took place, um, and the gold rush, which we covered in a, in a different episode, um, not one of our worst episodes, but it was still an episode. Um, this actually, that was actually, uh, around 1848. It started with 49 being, being the most, I guess, prolific of the, of the gold rush years, because you have the creation of, uh, football teams in the year that, uh, were named after them and, they go on to have many great seasons um, and a lot of players that, that we could really root for um, in in past times as well as modern times. So that would be if you're gonna take a test, I, I would make sure um, for the for the compromise. 
Um, totally, Graham. I, I feel you. Uh, Frank Gore is one of my favorites from the uh, 49ers. Cool. Uh, do you want to give us your, your biggest uh, takeaway that if they listen to nothing else from the podcast, they should listen to this part so that they'll get the good grade on the exam? So Sam's need-to-know key takeaway of the day, I'd say, is uh, the Utah Territory. Um, it was a hugely debated uh, piece of land that was debated during this compromise. You know, you have your Salt Lake City, Brigham Young, the Rocky Mountains. It's just very impactful for the, the future of the United States. And at the time, uh, drawing the border of Utah was just incredibly impactful absolutely and you think of mountain ranges too and uh the way that those have impacted kind of the common the commonalities of society um so i I just think that you know i would be remiss to not mention um such a vital uh word right yeah so um anyway uh, i thank you guys from the bottom of my heart from the bottom of sam's heart i think on behalf of Sam also, um, for all of you guys for listening to the show today. Um, we hope that you found this both insightful and kind of fun with a, sort of a little twist maybe uh, here and there. But really, it's all for you guys so that you pass your exams. So uh, thank you guys again and see you in the next podcast. Uh, and bye. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh- Graham, once again, thanks for having me on this show. And, uh, you know, there's been four podcasts so far, and they've all been in the 19th century um, era. So I'm I'm just very excited to, you know, scratch the surface of a different century. Let's see what – well, first of all, let's hope Graham invites me back onto the show a couple more times, and uh, hopefully we won't be in the 1800s anymore. I'm just excited to see where this um, podcast goes. Yeah, no, I'll definitely uh, keep in mind your feedback there. I would love to start talking about some some post-Civil War content, as I do have a passion for that uh, era. But uh, we'll see where the key terms take us. So thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great uh, t- t- day. Have a great day.